Hello and welcome to the Self-Assured and Savvy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Zelenchak, and I'm so excited you're here. Each week, I'm going to share with you what's working and what's not working in discovering the power of self-leadership. My goal with each episode is for you to feel excited and empowered to navigate your life with less stress, more confidence, and a whole lot of grace. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, happy Monday when this drops or happy whatever day of the week it is that you are listening to this podcast episode. I'm so happy, so happy that you're here. I wanted to actually talk about a topic or talk about, yeah, talk about a topic that I'm actually currently struggling with and that is actually enjoying your nine to five or your full-time, part-time job, whatever ever the thing you do that makes you money, how to actually enjoy it. Now I'm going to speak directly to the, uh, like the corporate Queens, corporate Kings, you know, the people who, um, are, who love what they do, you know, like it's not necessarily your career. You just genuinely enjoy what you do. Um, but you're feeling a little fucking burnt out or stressed out or kind of the, the cons are outweighing the pros right now. The grass looks greener on the other side, you know, but you're, you haven't, you're not fully checked out yet. You know, you're still present at your job. I feel like, you know what I mean? You know who I'm talking to right now? Cause I, I, like I said, I, I relate, I relate to that so much and not all of us have the luxury just to up and quit our current job and find something new and spicy. So. In the meantime, we might as well make the best of where we are. So, excuse me, a little bit of background on me. I work in hotel management. More specifically, I am an event manager. Now, I love what I do. I, I love planning events. I love everything to do about events. And I know deep down to my core, it is meant for me to own my own event planning business, whatever that looks like. That's not happening next week or next year, but I know that that is, is meant for me. Um, I also do love the team that I work with. Like I'm, I'm very fortunate to work with the, the individuals that I do because honestly they, they're, they're fantastic and they do their jobs so well. And, um, the other thing that is like where it's kind of sparking this, like, um, questioning my existence in my role, I guess you could say, is we're going through a transition period, um, which change is always scary. You change every, like it's uncertain. It's the uncomfortability, you know, not knowing what's going on. Um, but with this, uh, transition period, it's really made me start to look at like in question, what does Amy want to do? You know, what do I want to see for my future? Uh, does the current company that I work with do their values align with mine and my future goals? So I'm, I'm really getting curious with that. Um, but I wanted to kind of share, like obviously in real time, things that I'm doing to, to ground myself. And I hope that you find value in this as well. So I just talked about like, yeah, the job that I'm doing and what I love, but here are the things that I'm actually struggling with right now. Um, I like to call it my shit sandwich. <laughs> uh, if you know what that means, you'll know that I just kind of, uh, or if you've read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, she talks about that no matter what you do in life, even if you're following your passion, the thing that you know you're absolutely meant to do, there will be an element of a shit sandwich. And she talks about like, finding the flavor of shit sandwich that you can tolerate or that you can at least somewhat enjoy. <laughs> um, read the book if you haven't. Big Magic is fucking amazing. I 
I love it. I love it so much. But that like one chapter has really, really stood out to me. So the shit sandwich that I'm currently dealing with in my role is I, like I said, I like I plan events. I'm an event manager. So I love being out on the floor. I love connecting with the guests. I love doing dinners with my team. You know, I love problem solving on the fly, just all the moving parts that can come with it. The part that I don't like is the amount of office work I get buried in. Um, the demand from people, like I, I know that I have to answer to people and I know that um, clients that come to me, I'm, I'm very excited and very grateful for their business, but some of them just put um, unrealistic expectations on me or on my team. Um, the other thing is I deal with a lot is an actual email anxiety. I average like on a quiet day, I average like about 20-ish emails and that's a quiet day. But typically, especially moving into seasons where um, corporate events start to pick up or wedding seasons start to pick up, I average 60 plus emails a day and it's disgusting. Um, I was actually out in yesterday, I was in a meeting at work and it was a, it was a two hour long meeting. I left that meeting. I had emails in my inbox, but I didn't have any like new emails or unread emails in that two hours that I was gone for this meeting. Like I was still present. I just wasn't checking my emails. In the two hours, I got 21 emails and I'm like, for the love of God, people, why do you need to email so much? So I actually struggle a lot with email anxiety and I do a lot to kind of like put in place to have mental boundaries um, and parameters around that. Oh, I'll talk about that in, a, in maybe not today, but in a later episode. <laughs> so with all of the, the shit sandwich that I, I deal with, um, I was actually kind of, I was yesterday, I was reminded of why I do what I do and why I do it well, even throughout all the, the stress, uh, that I feel the emails that I deal with. Um, and one thing that I kind of like now I can look back and connect the dots because like the Amy who was three years ago would have like worked herself into the ground, would have crumbled, did not have any, any tools in her toolkit to kind of navigate the stressful elements of my job because I care about my job. I love what I do and I want to show up for my team. And so, um, there's a lot of things that I also need to do like at home to take care of myself. Um, so that when I'm like, I know when I'm taking care of myself, I can show up fully for my team and for my, my work. Um, and I'm also so bloody rooted in my own confidence that I know that I have a positive impact on people. I know that I'm capable of creating that. Um, and I know that, um, I can ride any wave that comes my way in my role. Um, because I've, not that I've lived through everything, but I've definitely, like when I look back to when I first was a manager and little issues would come up, like those issues would send me into like a fucking downward spiral of imposter syndrome of like, who am I? Why am I in this role? I can't do this. You know, all those, all that fun chit chat that goes on in your head. But now with uh, the experience and the modalities that I've put into place, I'm rooted in my confidence to know that I can deal with this. And not only has this confidence in my role grown, but it has generally built my confidence outside of work as well to know um, that I can handle things. You know, I I can, if me and my partner are having a bit of a disagreement in something, like I, I trust that we can work through it and we can work through it in a respectful way. So I have in my, in my management years of experience, um, 
the tools that I've learned have also helped me in my in my personal life. Um, but for me, it is important to actually enjoy my nine to five. Um, and like I said, there we're going through some stuff. I'm questioning things, but I'm still present at my job, you know. And so if you are in this season as well, and you're con- you're reevaluating your choices, or you're thinking, hey, what does the future you want? You know, I love those questions. Like I'm the, I think it was like on our my boyfriend and I's like third or fourth date. I was like, so tell me about your five year plan. I want to know. And he dead ass was like, I don't have a five year plan. I'm like, okay, okay, that's fine, that's fine. Now, now he has a five year plan after dating me for three years. So <laughs> I, I digress. But, um, but maybe you you are in the same position as me. You are like thinking in the future, really digging deep as to what you want because you know you're meant for more. You know, you know you're meant to do big, great things and create such a positive impact on this world and you want to shine your light, you know? Um, because that's definitely where I'm at. Um, but if you're not in this season, if you're if you're happy as a clam in your role, heck fucking yes. Like that is amazing. And if that is serving you, keep going, keep keep doing what you're doing, you know, like celebrate yourself for that. But you might want to save this episode because you might encounter these feelings at some point, you know? Um, that was a, a shameless, a shameless plug to save my episode. <laughs> um, but what I wanted to share with you are, like I said, the, there are some tools and modalities that I've put in place that have really, um, helped me to enjoy my nine to five, or I guess you can say tolerate it on some days. Um, and I hope that you find value in this as well. I hope that there's something that you can take away and start implementing, or maybe this is something that you've never, never thought of, or you just kind of are living on autopilot and are like, it'd be like that, or it is what it is. I hate those terms so much. Um, because I do believe that you are the creator of your reality. And I do believe that you have a choice, um, to make better decisions or to make decisions that feel fucking aligned for you. But anyways, I'll stop the chit chat and let's get into the actual reason you came here is these, these tools, these tools that will help you, uh, enjoy your nine to five. Okay. So number one, oof stop internalizing things mistakes fucking happen and you know as a leader like in your role um you you need to have a high tolerance for mistakes not only for your team or for the people around you but for yourself now i'm not talking about the the mistakes that are a pattern of behavior that become a problem i'm talking about when you genuinely make a mistake because you didn't know better or you were you know, you were faced with a challenge and you, you tried something and it maybe it blew up in your face. You know, I, those are the mistakes I'm talking about because I have worked with people who, um, unfortunately have had terrible bosses in the past. And if they've made like one teeny tiny, simple wrong mistake, but that boss blew up at them. Um, and so they're kind of like traumatized and then they come to work with me where mistakes happen and it's like, meh, that's okay we'll fix it, you know, or that's okay. I got your back. Let me help you work through that. Or, you know, like, let me give you some feedback or support, you know? So I, I've definitely worked with a lot of people where I know that there are bad bosses <laughs> out there. But one thing that I have learned is not only to have grace for myself, but to have grace for my team um, and, and keep that, that conversation going of how to support them. Cause I, I genuinely do want the best for them because when they are operating at their best, I can do my job well as well. I mean, it's a bit of a selfish reason as to why I want to pour into my team, but it's, we become a well-oiled machine. But when you make mistakes, mistakes don't mean you're a shitty person. 
you know um and and a lot i see a lot of people that can really start to internalize it or beat themselves up for it and you know at the end of the day it's like yeah shit fucking happens and that's okay what matters is the bounce back what matters what you're doing afterwards are you taking accountability for your mistake are you actively um trying to maybe not unlearn but like improve so that the next time you are facing that situation you you can figure you you can reflect back on the time you made the mistake to figure it out and how you can do it better and and to at the end of the day to prevent future mistakes down the road because like i said mistakes they they will happen it's when you start to carry it around with you and just let it be a burden that starts to drag you down and that really does not help your confidence whatsoever um so yeah and like i said have a high tolerance for mistakes and give yourself some some grace. <laughs> I needed that reminder. All right. Number two. I mean, this one ties perfectly into number one, but remembering you're, you're a human and so is everyone else around you. And I know in the workplace that coworkers or things can push those buttons and just, oof, the emotions can be real and they can be high at times. So taking it like, again, giving yourself grace and, and, knowing that it is okay to be vulnerable and ask for help. Um, I, I mean, in my role here, it like collaboration, working with other people, delegating is, is strongly encouraged, you know, like I am the only event manager at the hotel that I work at. So there are certain things that I like, I only know that some like, not that I'm gatekeeping information like everyone knows how to kind of do a bit of everyone's job but I just do my job really well so people do seek me out to say oh I want to talk to Amy about menus you know they can talk to my colleagues about menus but things will come up about you know when you deal with the public like they become very nitpicky or everyone and their dog has all these weird um weird allergies you know and you have to deal with them my dog just walked in so if you hear him in the background that's just Oliver (laughs) He was just checking in on me. But yes, so kind of circling back, it is okay to ask for help and and encouraged because it's not only when you ask for help, that relief of of getting that help and getting that support is good. And as humans, at the end of the day, we do crave connections. So when you're like, (laughs) it's a weird thing when you're able to actually help someone, like if someone came to me and I helped them and there was a positive result of that, that is only going to make my bond with that person stronger like the trust is just gonna be there and then when trust is there when you feel safe your confidence can grow you can flourish like it's just all good flowy things so remembering that you're human is is very important and emotions can be real and that's okay okay last but not least and i feel so strongly about this one um (laughs) is leave work at work i i no, there is a there is a need and there is this hustle culture and that it is like we can be always connected to work you know we can have um a work laptop a work phone um our emails on my phone or your emails on your phone um you can have a team that is constantly like uh, in contact with you for some reason um and you know back in back in my day i actually was constantly available i there was not a i had no boundaries in place and there was a time where if someone called me at 3 a.m because i don't know something was going on i would be available and you know that 
like at the time I felt very important I felt very needed and it, it kind of fed into my my workaholic tendencies but I did slowly learn well actually ironically when everything shut down and we were forced to take a break like where I was working I I never got laid off I'm very fortunate about that um, but we did like we went to survival mode but we also like I, instead of working five days a week we were working four and there was no guests in the hotel so I actually had like we were just there to make sure that the hotel didn't burn down you know so um I didn't necessarily get a break but that 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 hard slow down um really like showed me the importance of um leaving work at work because even though the world shut down i was able like like anyone through kind of like the the lockdown times i was i took up new habits um i ironically like uh, my partner and i we did adopt our dog like two days before the world shut down so he's kind of like a bit of a pandemic dog <laughs> but I, I, ha I had him, so I had I had Oliver, and I was able to, to hang out with him, you know, like, take him for walks and train him, and, you know, so that it, it worked out in the end, but I learned the importance of, of keeping work at work, and so things that I've actually put in place, I've communicated some, some boundaries with my team, and one of the big ones is I actually do not check my work emails outside of work, even though I, like I said, I average 60 plus emails a day, sometimes more and it's gross and people are emailing me at all hours of the day i or and especially if excuse me you're in different time zones and uh it's, it's someone in montreal it's their 5 p.m but in like where i live in saskatoon it's not you know um so so things like that i i've made it very clear i do not check my work emails outside of work and this like at first it took me a long time to break this cycle but now it's something that is just kind of like if people need to get a hold of me, like I have, I ha there are people that like either have my personal phone number. I do not give my personal phone number out to my clients. <laughs> um, but not having those work notifications and not having those emails, like there have been times where I have had to check my work emails outside of work because something has come up. But that truly, I think I can count on one hand how many times I've checked my email in the past year um, while not at work. And it's like twice. It's only ever like happened twice because I myself may have had a panic moment and I just needed to check something. <laughs> um, that's truly it. That's all I've, I've really checked my emails for. Um, but when you're leaving work at work, not only like when you leave work at work, you can then be fully present in your personal life to do whatever you want to do. If that's take up a new hobby, go to the gym, go for a hot girl walk, spend time with your partner, spend time with family, uh, binge watch Love is Blind, who cares? But at least you can be fully present for that and you don't have to worry about work. And that's giving you, it's like the art of separation, you know, and it's, it's, you have that mental capacity to, to disconnect and, and rest and recharge. Cause that like disconnecting, resting and recharging actually, when you do those things, allow you to show up better for your job or for your role, you know? Um, binge watching Love is Blind. Love is that. Cause that was just me the other day. Um, season four is, whew, I feel some ways about this. Anyways, I digress. Um, but yeah, those are the, the three 
the three tips that I wanted to share with you that I hope you found value in that you can um, start implementing in your in your role to actually enjoy uh, what you do for work. Um, but not only that, it's going to allow you to be fully present in your personal life. Um, and as well, when you are enjoying what's going on in your personal life and you kind of have, like I said, have that art of separation, you can start to show up to your role fully. Cause if you're anything like me and you love what you do, um, but you're just, it's just a rough patch, you know, it's just, it's just a rough patch. And I'm not like, if you are ready to make the commitment and to, to switch jobs or do some radical change power to you and go for it, just make sure it's aligned with your values and make sure it is actually what you're going to do. Um, I'm not here to condone any impulsive decisions because I can be a very impulsive person. Um, but that is something that I'm taking a moment in, in reflection and saying like, Hey, yeah, what does Amy really want? But I'm still, I, I'm still at my job. So I need to remember that I have these tools that allow me to, to like take care of myself, uh, to show up for my team, to show up for my job. And if I do decide to make a change down the road, I, I know that that decision is going to be an aligned decision for me. <laughs> That's my little, my TED talk for you today. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, obviously stay tuned for more because each week I'm going to be jumping into your earbuds or ear holes, whatever you want to call it, uh, to share more things about uh, self-leadership, confidence, and mindset. I love talking about uh, how to build like confidence in and outside of the workplace because at the end of the day, where we are working, that's where we're going to spend most of our time. So we might as well fucking enjoy it. Anyways, stay tuned for more. Feel free to follow me on social media at selfassuredandsavvy.com. I'd love to hear from you, but that's the end for today. I will see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you found this episode resonated with you or it was helpful in any way, I want to know. So take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram stories at Selfassured and Savvy and tell me what your biggest takeaway was or what resonated with you. I love to know and I want to cheer you on as you discover the power of self-leadership. So I can't wait to see you again here next week. Bye for now.